you've got a testimony that he set you free of, somebody make some noise in this place. Come on, I didn't come in here uh, on a Tuesday night uh, to impress you, uh, but I came uh, to give God the glory uh, for the great things uh, that he has done. Somebody ought to give him a Psalm 150 praise and praise him uh, according to uh, his excellent greatness. If all he's done is a little bit, uh, then give him a little praise. Uh, but if God's been great to you, uh, somebody lift your hands, uh, open up your mouth, uh, and give him a great praise. Them old timers will sing. He's done so much for me. I cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all. He's done so much for me. I cannot tell it all. He has taken my sins away. Anybody feel that way tonight? Come on, anybody else feel that way tonight? Then they break out in a, our Sunday night shout song when I was a teenager. Brother Collins, they used to start singing, you don't know like I know what he's done for me. See, y'all don't even know it. You don't know like I know what he's done for me. Tell your neighbor, you don't know like I know what he's done for me. When I think of what he's done for me. Since the time they, they get excited, start singing. I get excited when I think about what he's done for me. I get excited when I think about. Then if they got real carried away, I feel like shouting uh, when I think about uh, what he's done for me. Uh, I feel like dancing uh, when I think about somebody say you don't know like I know. You don't know like I know. You don't know where he brought me from. You just don't know the kind of hell he delivered me out of. Uh, you don't know what my life was like uh, three months ago and three years ago and, and six years ago. Uh, you have no idea uh, where God is. So, so pardon me a moment. Uh, on a Tuesday night, uh, if I recollect uh, and I just remember a little bit uh, about the stuff uh, that it brought me out of. Pardon me if I get a little excited when I remember the drug house he brought me out of. Hey! 
Tuesday night. Feels like somebody came to have church. Come on, you got off work, took a shower, at least most of y'all did. Some of y'all came straight from work. That's how you give the devil a black eye. Work me late, devil, ain't no problem. I walk up in the house of God uh, smelling like paint, like tires, uh, like whatever it is I've been doing. I, I don't care. Uh, I'll stomp the devil in my work shoes. Uh, I'll run the aisle in my work boots. Uh, I'll shout in my uniform. But you made it to the house of God tonight. Uh, you might as well go ahead and have church. Uh, you might as well get your blessing tonight. Uh, you might as well get your breakthrough tonight. Uh, whoa. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, tell them tonight is not church as usual, but tonight is church unusual. Whoa! It's going to be more than you expected. It's going to be greater than you anticipated. It's going to be bigger than you thought it would be. It's going to be more powerful than you imagined. tonight baby no no y'all don't get it sometimes the man of God uh, is fulfilling his righteous God called duty but then there's times uh, when you feel like preaching Whoa, the devil is in trouble tonight uh, cause I feel like preaching tonight hey book of 2nd Timothy is where I'm going to invite you to read the word of the Lord while you grab your Bibles and turn there, let me remind you that this Friday, tell your neighbor this Friday at 7.30 p.m. in Bradenton, Florida, we will be celebrating with Pastor and First Lady Parker, Calvary Apostolic Church on their third year church anniversary. Amen. It's going to be a great time. We, we are encouraging everybody that can uh, to, to just make plans to be there and, and be a support and come celebrate. It's going to be a great, great time. God has done some miraculous things there. Uh, my dear friend and brother, Pastor Joe Buxton, will be bringing the word of the Lord Friday night. Amen. And uh, it's going to get wild up in there. So, so do what you got to do. Uh, remember, it's Friday evening. And uh, traffic on 75 can get a little stout on Fridays uh, at that time of day. So give yourself a little extra time. Because the Rock Church isn't going to show up in mass late. Lord, I lost all my shouters right there. All y'all that was dancing five minutes ago, just... <laughs> Amen. But we're going to have a great time in the Holy Ghost. And then Sunday, whoa, it's going to be a Holy Ghost party as we celebrate what God has done here. Uh, 10 years pastoral anniversary, 25 year church anniversary 
Uh, it's, it's just going to be an incredible time in the house. Uh, some real special things taking place. Guest speaker will be my, my father and the gospel bishop. Paul Elder will be with us. And uh, he's going to come loaded. And, uh, and then afterward, of course, we are going to have an absolutely amazing day together as a church family uh, at the gala. Uh, immediately after the service there'll be a few more details to come on Sunday uh, regarding that so let's let's make sure that the rest of this week we are dialed in uh, in preparation I believe how many of you believe if we'll fill up the pew God will fill up that person with the Holy Ghost on Sunday amen it's going to be awesome are you ready for the word of the Lord tonight Woo, book of 2 Timothy chapter 4 is where I want to invite you to read the word of the Lord. I'll be honest with you, this, uh, what I'm, I'm going to give you is, is really just uh, my morning devotion that I'm going to share with you today uh, as, as I uh, was pondering the word of the Lord in prayer this morning and felt like God was speaking to me out of his word um, I, I just felt like the Lord wanted me to share this with the entire church tonight and how many of you understand that that I don't study the word of the Lord to prepare to preach sermons to you I study the word of the Lord to feed myself but the more Jesus said, men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And so I don't, I don't study the word uh, to prepare sermons. I study the word of the Lord so that I am sustained. You know, there's a difference when a mother is nourishing a baby between formula and breast milk. Formula is developed outside of the mother's body and then given to the baby. But the breast milk is comprised of what the mother has already consumed herself and processed. And it has a much higher nutritional content than formula does. And so when, when, when I bring the word of the Lord to you, I, I am giving you what God has already given me. Amen, somebody. And, and so I want to, uh, I came up with a title and all those things just to package it right as a sermon. And so all of you could share it on social media. Come on, some of y'all posted 500 times and ain't never posted the word of the Lord on your social media page. Uh-oh, uh you, you, you take all the selfies, you'll post your dog, the mirrors, your, 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 your car, we post our family, our, all these things. Come on, we gotta start, we gotta start spreading the gospel with the tools God gave us. Oh uh, yeah, I wonder what would happen if we blew up Instagram and Facebook every time we had church just telling the world what God did in this house. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Man, y'all got to have to switch gears. I'm not going to Mr. Rogers' neighborhood tonight. We're going to be more like in Sesame Street tonight. Sunny day, taking a crown away. Can you tell me how to get? How to get to Tarpon Street. Woo! Second Timothy. I told y'all I'm having fun tonight. I'm ready to preach. Second Timothy chapter 4. 
Verse number five, the apostle Paul says, but watch thou in all things, listen to this, endure afflictions. Ooh, we don't like that. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist and make full proof of thy ministry. Listen, for I am now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought, somebody say fought, a good fight, somebody say fight. I have finished, somebody say finished, my course. Most transliterations render that finished my race. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course or race and I have kept the faith. Somebody shout faith. Henceforth, shout henceforth. Because I have done these three things, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. For a few moments tonight, I simply want to preach words from death row words from death row would you put your bibles down and one more time clap your hands and get yeah for all you gangsters all that 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 letter design that's death row baby give god the praise tonight I heard of death row records. This is the death row record. Y'all, y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. You can be seated if you promise to preach with me tonight. The book of first and second Timothy is, is a powerful portion of scripture. When you begin to understand in your studies of the word of the Lord, that it is a letter that was written to a young preacher by the name of Timothy. Young Timothy is a protege, if you will, of the Apostle Paul, an understudy, a son in the gospel. And the Apostle Paul is writing unto him. And he is taking the opportunity to teach him and to instruct him. In those days, travel was very difficult and geography, tran, uh, transversing geography posed a much greater challenge than it does today. And they didn't have email and text messaging and, and, and DMs and all of the tools to communicate. And so the primary method of communication was to write letters. And so this is the Apostle Paul taking the opportunity uh, to write to his son in the gospel, Timothy. And as he begins to write to him, uh, he lets it be known to Timothy that, uh, that the time 
of his life is in an impending situation. And with this last letter, you can imagine that uh, the Apostle Paul wanted to get things just right. Uh, this might be my last chance to write and to speak and to communicate. And so I want to make sure that the content of my letter is, uh, uh, is as effective as possible. And so it is in the closing chapter uh, of the second letter, 2 Timothy uh, chapter 4, uh, that these powerful words uh, that we see transcribed uh, are written to young Timothy. Uh, and he begins to admonish him. Uh, and he tells him uh, that there is a crown uh, that is laid up for him. Timothy, my time uh, is about finished. uh, And there is uh, a reward and a crown uh, that is waiting for me. Uh, But Timothy, I want to make sure uh, that you understand uh, that not just anybody uh, can have the crown. Uh, Not just everybody uh, is going to receive the prize. Uh, Not just everybody uh, is going to have what I have waiting for me. Uh, as a matter of fact, Timothy, I I want to make sure uh, that you have prepared yourself uh, for what God wants to give you. Uh, and I want to make sure that you have very clear uh, understanding and priorities. Uh, and so there are three things uh, that I want to talk to you about, Timothy. Uh, these are the words uh, from death row. Uh, I want to talk to you Uh, about the finish, uh, the faith, uh, and the fight. And the first thing I want you to understand, Timothy, uh, I want to admonish you and instruct you. Uh, I want to give you words uh, of instruction. uh, And I want to let you know uh, that the reason I've got a crown uh, is because uh, I have fought uh, a good uh, fight. Uh, And I feel like preaching to somebody in the building uh, that if you're going to obtain uh, what you're waiting for God to give you, uh, you got to get it in your mind tonight uh, that it's going to take uh, the good fight. Uh, If you're going to be successful uh, in the kingdom of God, uh, it's because you're born into this thing uh, understanding uh, we got to fight on our hands. Oh, I'm going to stumble up and find somebody in the building. Uh, Some of y'all are looking real cute uh, sitting there in your nice dress. uh, But you know how to throw hands, baby. Uh, uh, Come on, somebody. Uh, Some of y'all are reformed and you got a nice suit and a tie. uh, But you got a few scars on your knuckles. Uh, You got a few marks in your body. Uh, You're like the song that said, try Jesus, uh, but don't try me. Because I got hands. Uh, Yeah, baby. Don't wake up the old man because the old man has some hands. There's some people in the building I want to preach to you. Before God found you, you understood the necessity of fighting. Sometimes, now you got to excuse me, I'm from the hood. Fighting was not something you did in a ring to try to get a trophy. You fought in order to survive the streets you were living in. And some of you uh, knew what it was like to fight in the natural, uh, 
but you lost your fight in the spiritual. And I came to wake you up to remind you that if you're going to be successful in the kingdom of God, don't forget you got to fight the good fight. I wish somebody would let something rise up inside of you that lets hell know I'm not going to lay down and take what you're giving me. We got a fight on our hands. You got to fight for your peace. I'm going to preach to somebody over here. You got to fight for your breakthrough sometimes. You got to fight for your blessing. You got to fight for what God said belonged to you. You got to fight for the inheritance that God said is yours. If you're going to get a crown, if you're going to make it all the way, it's going to be because you learn how to fight the good fight. I wish somebody would let it rise up inside of you. If we got to fight, then let's go, baby. I intend on getting every promise God said is mine. I intend on experiencing every breakthrough that God said is mine. I intend on possessing every promise that God said belonged to me. You got to get ready to fight the good fight what's the good fight versus the bad fight I'll tell you what a good fight is first let me tell you what a bad fight is a bad fight is when somebody throws in the towel and gives up see when you get the Holy Ghost God starts working at taking the quit out of your spirit. I'm going to preach to somebody till I wake you up in this place. Until the day you die, you're going to have to fight against the spirit of quit, of giving up, of throwing in the towel, of getting, come on somebody. The first thing you're going to learn to do if you're going to fight the good fight is you got to make it up in your mind that I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to lay down. Come on, trust me somebody. You're going to get hit. You're going to have something come against you. But the definition of the good fight is Micah 7, 8. Rejoice not against me, oh mine enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. That's the good fight. A good fight is when you're watching them get, get it and they get knocked down. Oh, but they get back up and they keep on fighting and then they get knocked down again but they get up that's a good fight right there and Paul said Timothy I fought the good fight I've been knocked down I know what it's like to get hit on the chin but I'm still standing I'm still here I'm still living for God I'm still doing the work of God who am I preaching to in this place if you're going to be successful in the kingdom of God you got to get a revelation of the fight 
Come on, I'm gonna preach to some Sunday school teachers. You gotta fight for those kids. You gotta fight for your class. You gotta fight for revival. The devil's not gonna give it to you. He's gonna discourage you. He's gonna tell you to quit. He's gonna tell you to throw in the towel. Brother Stewart, he's gonna tell you to park the bus. But I got news for the enemy tonight. We're fighting the good fight. One thing is sure, we're gonna keep standing up. We're gonna keep running. We're gonna keep fighting. Come on, I came to preach. You can win if you won't give up. You can win if you keep on swinging. Keep on fighting. Brother and Sister Ramirez, if you're going to win a soul, it's going to be a fight. All hell's going to come against you. Every manner of resistance is going to hit you. And sometimes you feel like you stumbled. Sometimes you feel like you got tired. But guess what? I'm still here. I'm going to get back up again. I'm going to teach a Bible study again. I'm going to witness again. I'm going to reach for somebody in this place. You gotta get a revelation of the fight, the good fight. Somebody ought to put your gloves on tonight and ring the bell and let hell know I came to take the title. I came to take it. I'm gonna fight the good. to somebody in the building a good fight is not defined as a fight where you never get knocked down
is not a crown, it's a cross. It's an emblem of suffering and shame. Can I remind you that Jesus said, except you pick up your cross and follow me, you're not worth, come on somebody. If you can't live for God, without getting offended every time you turn around and upset every time you turn around. You're not carrying a cross. That's what the cross was. Unjustly beaten, unjustly accused, unjustly, yet opened he not his mouth. God wants some of us to become battle ready. You're gonna make it, you gotta tough it up. Come on, somebody. You gotta learn how to take a couple on the chin and then turn around and love the person that put them there. Oh, I lost a few shouters right there. I said, you gotta learn how to take a couple on the chin and then turn around and love the person that put them on the chin. See, we don't like those scriptures. We want those deleted out of the Bible. If he smites you on the cheek, turn and give him the other one. See, you see what I'm saying? Uh-uh. Ain't doing it. They hit me on the cheek, baby. Uh-huh. God wants us to get tough. We got a city to reach. We got souls to win. We're not messing around with, with whips. We're messing around with demons and devils. And we're taking authority and we're taking territory. And God needs soldiers uh, that are battle ready, uh, that are focused on the kingdom uh, and not on tempering ourselves. Uh, we're focused on the kingdom uh, and not some little stuff over here on the left. Uh, somebody one more time uh, ought to put your hands together uh, and give God a praise. Uh, for the fight, the finish, and the faith tonight.
Somebody in a prison can encourage somebody else before they die. How much more of an encourager should we be? How much better of an attitude should we rock around with? We ain't in prison tonight. We're not scarred up and beaten. Come on, somebody. We ought to be walking around with our head up high. With our chest. Come on, somebody. We ought to be walking around with the joy of the Lord in our spirit. Depressed because you ain't got Starbucks money. What's wrong with you? Better find an altar and pray. Depressed because you can't buy a new outfit for the weekend. You better give God a praise in what he gave you in your closet. Fastest way to get a new dress is to praise him in the one you got. Mad because your house ain't big enough. I dare you to complain in front of some people that don't have a house to live in. Come on, let's get tough. Apostle Paul said, endure hardness as a good soldier. Endure hardness. That word endure is the one that gets us. As a matter of fact, when it comes to finishing, Brother Darian, they said the race is not given to the swiftest nor to the strongest, but to he that endureth. Speed and strength is not your weakness. Your ability to endure is where you need to work. And we're praying, God, do it faster. Do it. And God's saying, nope, uh, you need better endurance. Uh, if you're going to make it to the finish line, uh, you got to learn how to endure some stuff. You got to learn how to endure a slap on the face every once in a while. You got to learn how to endure some hard times. Uh, you got to learn how we see I'm losing my shouters. Uh, endurance is what God uh, is trying to put in your life. Uh, the ability to keep on going uh, even when it's tough, uh, even when it's hard, uh, even when I feel like quitting. Uh, endurance says uh, 